This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. The Rajapaksas were Sri Lanka's most powerful family. They're now in the eye of a storm. What you just saw happen last night, hundreds marched to Gotabaya Rajapaksa's private residence. He is the president of Sri Lanka. Let me show you what happened next. There was total chaos. The protesters clashed with the police. The police fired tear gas. They could not control the crowd. The protesters stormed through the barricades. They even set a bus on fire. And this is a massive shift in sentiment, a blow for the Rajapaksas. They swept to power with a majority in 2019. Look at what they face today. These people want them gone. They're angry. Their country is going through its worst economic crisis ever. And the people are blaming the Rajapaksas for this. Until a few months ago, no one dared question their authority. Last night's protest was a rare moment of defiance. And what a moment. So will this economic crisis spell the end of the Rajapaksas on Gravitas tonight? That's what we'll talk about. First, let's tell you how grave the situation is on the ground. Sri Lanka is struggling. And that's an understatement. There are 13 hour long power cuts. Street lights are being turned off to save electricity. Hospitals are running out of medicines. There is a shortage of diesel. At least four people have died just waiting for fuel in queues. Sri Lanka's inflation has skyrocketed. Retail inflation has crossed 17%. Food inflation, more than 25%. Daily essentials have become unaffordable. Last weekend, the price of a gas cylinder shot up to 4,200 Sri Lankan rupees. That's more than $14, 14 US dollars. A kilo of sugar sold for 130 Sri Lankan rupees in October 2020. It now sells for more than 200. Milk powder is now priced at almost 1,600 rupees a kilo. Now, these numbers may look small in dollar terms, but for the average Sri Lankan, it's a lot of money to shell out for essentials. They're struggling to make ends meet. The public anger has been simmering for a while, and now it has exploded. Take a look at this. I am not a burden to this government. I am well off, but I have no use for my wealth. Although I have money, I can't buy anything. I can't pump petrol. I can't get gas when my gas canister empties. I think this is the darkest period in this country. We can't do anything with our money. What our leaders are doing is killing us without killing us. The people you just heard were among those who protested last night. At least 54 of them were detained. The charges against them are unclear. The president is calling them extremists. The Rajapaksa government claims an extremist group organized these protests. Guess who is countering them? The monks. The Buddhist monks who have been the political backbone of the Rajapaksas. This is what they said today. The president allowed for the protest to take place peacefully, but it turned out violent in the end. After the violence, what the president is saying is that we must go to the IMF and solve this because when we, as citizens, go to obtain a loan, they ask for two guarantors. So in the same way, when a country asks for a loan, they ask for guarantors. We are drowning in debt, 
so we don't have guarantors coming forward on our behalf at the moment. That is why the President believed financial assistance from other countries would help us come out of this situation instead. Until then, we must be patient. We're drowning in debt. We don't have any guarantors. These words should worry the government. Buddhist monks are a very powerful group in Sri Lanka. They have influence over Sinhalese Buddhists. They're a core vote bank of the Rajapaksas. They make up 75% of Sri Lanka's population, the Sinhalese Buddhists. In 2019, in the 2019 election, the monks propelled the Rajapaksas to victory. And now they sound unhappy, criticizing the government over its handling of the economy. Two monks have also written a letter to President Gotabaya Rajapaksa. This letter has 14 suggestions and one key demand. Ease the economic suffering, provide relief to the people of Sri Lanka. At the center of this firestorm is this man, Basil Rajapaksa, the finance minister of Sri Lanka, also a brother of the president and the prime minister. He is being blamed for driving Sri Lanka's economy into the ground. Critics say they saw it coming, though. Basil Rajapaksa's reputation precedes him. In the past, he's been accused of corruption and embezzlement. His detractors call him Mr. 10%. They say he demands a 10% commission for every project. This was part of a WikiLeaks report. It was based on a U.S. diplomatic cable from 2007. I have that cable with me. And this is what the then American ambassador to Sri Lanka wrote about Basil Rajapaksa. Let me quote from the cable. Embassy contacts say Basil has no close advisors and more enemies than friends in Sri Lanka because he makes a habit of trying to buy people. Basil worked for the Ministry of Mahaveli Development, where he earned the nickname Mr. 10% for demanding a 10% commission on every project. Basil continues to be accused of significant corruption in his current position. This is what the U.S. Ambassador wrote back in 2007. Now, this same man, Basil Rajapaksa, will lead the bailout talks. Reports say he will travel to Washington, D.C. next month. Colombo is in talks with both the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank. Sri Lanka needs help from both these agencies. Its foreign debt has ballooned to $51 billion. And this year alone, Sri Lanka has to pay back at least $7 billion. They don't have this money. They're barely making ends meet, running out of essentials, running short of money for essentials. Recently, India gave a $1.5 billion credit line to Sri Lanka. This was to buy fuel. Colombo has now sought another credit line of $1 billion. This is for the import of essential goods. Quick question. Where is China in all of this? For the longest time, the Rajapaksas banked on China. So what is China now doing to help Sri Lanka? Not very much. China has turned its back on Sri Lanka, it seems. Colombo made two requests to Beijing. The first one was a credit line of $2.5 billion. The second one was to restructure its overall debt. Change the terms of the debt so that payment becomes easier. There's no default. China has not agreed to either. No commitment so far. You know how much money Sri Lanka owes China? More than $10 billion. It's a very difficult situation. Credit lines can only help you so far. The way out is a bailout, and Sri Lanka needs it fast. Delaying a bailout only raises the risk of more violence, more instability. The economic crisis is morphing into a humanitarian crisis, and Sri Lanka needs urgent help. 